WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Aussie app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. Here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And away we go, live on this Thursday, October 26th. It is indeed Kale and Company, right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We are always live on the free Odyssey app and streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube as we head until 10 o'clock this morning. 855-839-1210, the phone number, Twitter and Instagram, the radio station at 1210WPHT. I am at Nick Kale, K-A-Y-A-L, Dawn Stenslin with the news. Greg Stocker, the chairman of the board, Daniel Valdez, Anthony Dorenzo, our associate producers. Action-packed show this morning. Dawn, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning. Happy Thursday. Any spare tires uh, being changed? <laughs> Did you do your oil in the dark? <laughs> Gregory, how are you, buddy? Another day, another dollar. Yep. Another mass shooting, which yeah. we will talk about. Uh, a lot of really, really good discussion points this morning. A major victory for the GOP when it comes to the House Speaker. That'll be the theme of the big take. Was it a victory, or did they just get tired and be like, okay, <laughs> yeah, whoever, <you> know what? <laughs> whatever, whatever, it's fine. We just need a speaker. I think it's pretty good. I'd give it like an A minus, B plus, if I was grading it. I think you should be relatively happy with it. Uh, also, Donald Trump gets defended by the ACLU. Oh, wow. Look at them. Joe Biden and the FBI, 40 confidential sources claiming Joe's up to no good. And we're actually going to give credit to Phil Murphy? Is, is, like, is, that, is that allowed? Is that a thing? Mm-hmm. Apparently it is, <laughs> as we are always fair on this show. And uh, also, if you've ever thought about spending the night with Dr. Anthony Fauci, not in a romantic kind of way, but an evening with Tony. The show's taking a weird turn already. It is. Yeah, so praising Murphy and spending the night at Fauci's. Yeah. Very bizarre, but we will tell you what it will cost you to spend the night with Tony Fauci. That's right. A lot to get into this morning. And also, when it comes to college campuses, you can praise Hamas, but Riley Gaines, you stay the hell away. You understand? We will get to that story later this morning. But we have a lot to get to in the world of news. And who better than Dawn Stenzel at 6.05 for round number one of it here on a Thursday morning. Hey, and good morning. This Thursday morning, October 26, we are sponsored in Kale & Company News Live. We are sponsored by United Tire. Yes, so we have so much happening this morning. I'll take you to Philadelphia where police are searching for answers after a suspect was shot and killed while trying to rob a convenience store in Philadelphia. This is according to police. So investigators say it all happened late last night on the 1300 block of South 58th Street. This is in the King Sessing neighborhood. So the man was armed during the incident. And according to a store employee, he had he had uh, pointed his firearm at that employee. He says that the store employee shot the attempted robber multiple times. Authorities say there were several witnesses inside the store 
During this attempted robbery, the suspect pronounced dead short time later, and we have no more information. It's under investigation. There's no word as to whether this store employee, who by all accounts says he was defending himself against an armed robber who went behind, you know, went behind the counter, put a gun to his head, he was defending himself. Me thinks the theme of the morning might be it's kind of nice to have the ability to have a firearm with you to protect yourself in this crazy day and age. Yes. That's just my, my, my gut feeling as we move along this morning, Don. Yeah, it, there there is an, a, a lot of police activity, and this is making national news. Thankfully, the next story, not in our physical reason, region here, but certainly making the national news as this manhunt continues for a person of interest in Lewiston. This is in Maine. A mass shooting there, uh, killing at least 20 people. The suspect identified as 40-year-old Robert Card, identified as a person of interest, should be considered armed and dangerous, according to police. So it all started with a shooting at a bowling alley that was hosting a youth night for children for the Children's Bowling League, many of them with their moms or their parents. The second shooting scene, a local restaurant about four miles away from that bowling alley. So Card now on the run. We know that he, at one point, was a weapons instructor, they're saying, but he had spent time inside a mental health facility. And so now that there was a, a shelter in place in Lewiston, as well as neighboring Lisbon, Maine, where police say they found a white Subaru believed to be owned by Card, and the car was uh, seen with the door open and lights on. Hundreds of federal, state, local law enforcement, they're assisting in that active and what they call an urgent manhunt for this armed and dangerous and mentally ill man. Mm-hmm. So it's making they've re- they've released more surveillance images showing the gunman at one of the yeah, I think locations. We ha- I think we have some of that video, Daniel. If you can put that up there on the YouTube, uh, the YouTube video of the uh, of the gunman. Um, this is just, the alleged gunman. Yeah. Uh, well, the, this is a picture the, of somebody we I don't know. know the, so the person of interest. Yeah. I love I love the, how the guy with the big rifle. Yeah, yeah, we can't even say suspect anymore. It's now like we've. We've kind yeah. of softened it to person of interest. Yeah. Good God. Yeah. Um, I got a lot to say on this. We could, we could probably do a good full segment after after the big take because it's just everybody's and it, there's really no debate, especially in this one, because they come right out in the opening paragraph of the story that the guy has mental health issues and he was, you know, talking about doing this yes. and, and the whole bit. And was and was in a mental health facility. Yes. Has mm-hmm. been treated and. That's, you know, what anybody who knows him says. Yep. Um, in Philadelphia, let's talk about Officer Mark Dial, because this we knew that this was all going to go down in Philadelphia yesterday. A judge reinstating all charges against the 27-year-old, including murder charges, against former Philadelphia police officer Mark Dial. So it's a different judge this time. Common Police Court Judge Lillian Ransom ruling after a hearing that the facts of the case should be established at a trial. So uh, Dial, he saw him bowing his head after the judge issued her ruling from the bench, and he was taken into custody without bail because this is a first-degree murder charge. So murder, manslaughter, official oppression, four other counts in that August 14th shooting death of another of a 27-year-old, both are 27, Eddie Irizarry. We've talked a lot about this. It was a traffic stop, and uniformed officers trying to pull over this person led them on a bit of a low-speed chase, and the Mr. Irizarry was driving the wrong way down a one-way erratically, and that ended, that traffic stop ended with the shooting death of Irizarry. Obviously, this caused, this whole case 
has caused so much controversy as well as those riots and looting that happened in Philadelphia after the first time that Judge Pugh had agreed with defense attorney Brian McMonigle saying no, that the prosecutors did not warrant the or support you supporting evidence for especially first degree murder charges. So uh, defense attorney Brian McMonigle saying that he may seek to have the trial moved out of Philadelphia. I think that would be a sound decision to make. Yeah. yeah. And this is not the first time and we've, we've talked about other cases such as this, but McMonigle actually cited various comments, including by Mayor Jim Kenney and other public officials as evidence that Dial might not be able to get a fair trial mm. in the city of Philadelphia. Yep. So that's one of the strategies as far as Krasner's office. They simply said, we will be trying this case in a Philadelphia court, not in the media. And they just said they're, they're, that's all they're saying about it, especially after McMonagall's comments. Yeah. As far as the family of Eddie Irizarry, it was an emotional day in the court. We should say there are two families. You have Irizarry's family, and he was somebody who had been diagnosed, for example, with you know schizophrenia, serious mental health problems. There were tears and emotion on the fam on the Irizarry's family side, but as well for the family and fellow law enforcement officers of a 27-year-old officer who's been on the force five years, charged with first-degree murder. <laughs> so that going down in a Philadelphia courtroom. Um, and yes, of course, I know we'll talk about a lot of the national news, international news, Israel, Gaza, what's happening there. A delicate situation remains. The full force of the ground forces, Israeli forces, have not gone in yet. However, overnight, some of those tanks, and we've seen a a bit of that, but not certainly the full force as the Biden administration and others try to say to Israel to keep them from going in in the ground forces. We've talked about this now since the beginning of this. Those ground forces surrounding the area have been poised to go in. A very delicate situation as we have 220 hostages and many civilians inside there. So that situation looms. And then, of course, we'll talk about Donald J. Trump in court, fined by that judge. And that is a big topic for discussion, especially on social media. As far as the Wells Fargo Center, this is a story we have to talk about moving forward. Those hundreds of commemorative bricks right near the arena's entrance that everybody has seen before, fans speaking out, saying that since 2019 they've been paved over. These were 1,600 commemorative bricks around the arena. A lot of people paid for them. They're, they're, they tr- pay tribute to families, to parents and grandparents, many of them who've passed on. Mm-hmm. And so demanding answers from the Wells Fargo Center. And w- what was paved over? I mean, w- what what exactly did they do on top of this? They just... A slab of concrete? What, do we have any idea as to what <laughs> took the place of the yeah, it's of just things that people blank, purchased? It's just blank concrete oh, that they said there were worn areas or they're doing they're doing that huge, you know, renovation project. Yeah, yeah. But they said that the bricks, the removal of these bricks actually started during the pandemic, of, oh, of course, course. Yeah, 2019. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so the Wells Fargo Center had said, well, we're going to still, uh, they have records of everybody who paid. This was a lot of money. Yes. Um, and so they said, we have records and we're, we will do a special tribute. But a lot of people saying it's just not the same. Right. And they, not. you know, and they certainly are hoping they don't, they don't want a virtual exhibit like yeah. pictures of the brick. Yeah. I don't like anything virtual to be honest. <laughs> I'm done with virtual. <laughs> we're done with it already. 
Well, we're not done with United Tire. We love our Philly sports teams just as much as they love us cheering them on. Same goes for the great team over at United Tire. The owners make customer satisfaction their top priority, working with you to get you back on the road faster. So when it comes to car service, trust United Tire. NBC 10 first alert forecast. Wow. Talk about a taste of summer. We're in the high 70s today, 76 degrees today. And we're up to 82 by your Saturday. Enjoy the summer-like feeling of bright, sunny skies. This is through Sunday. What a beautiful forecast. NBC 10 first alert forecast. And this is your first morning edition. Kellen Company News Live. All right, Dawn, thank you very much. 614, let's get to a Thursday Big Take. The Big Take on Kellen Company. All right, the big take this morning, a major MAGA W for the GOP. You know, it took more than three weeks for the House Republicans to find a new speaker, but that day has finally come. The GOP-controlled House finally listened to Don Stenslin, and they figured it out, and they got it together. Mike Johnson is now the successor to Kevin McCarthy, and conservatives, as well as those who support the MAGA movement, should feel very good about the victory. I told you all along that my top two choices were Jim Jordan from Ohio and Byron Donalds from Florida. But this is a very good selection as Mike Johnson of Louisiana takes the gavel. I'm not going to sit here and pretend to know as much about him as I do Jim Jordan, Byron Donalds, and other Republicans of Congress who make themselves far more available to the media, the TV cameras, the microphones, and social media. And that's just fine by me. I would say that this is somewhere between an A- minus and a B-plus higher so to speak, and that's A-OK with me. He's not a rhino, he's not a never-Trumper, and from everything I have gathered, he is very much what the Trump base was hoping for. He is every bit what Matt Gates was demanding. Johnson was able to secure 220 votes on Wednesday on the House floor. Now, he only needed 215, and typically the threshold is 217. However, due to current absences, the threshold fell to 215. This also shows you that the Republican Party is still Donald Trump's party. Trump strongly urged Republicans to vote for Johnson and to, quote, get it done fast. Trump would go on to say that Johnson is, quote, smart, popular, and sharp. He's going to be fantastic. I think he's going to be a fantastic speaker, end quote. Johnson has only been in politics since 2015, which actually is right around the same time that Donald Trump got into politics, so he is Hardly a creature of the swamp, nor is he a career politician. Another reason for conservatives who have had enough of the establishment to take a victory lap. Here is your new Speaker of the House on the challenge before him. Listen and watch. The challenge before us is great, but the time for action is now, and I will not let you down. I want to say to the American people, on behalf of all of us here, we hear you. We know the challenges you're facing. We, we know that, uh, that there's a lot going on in our country, domestically and abroad, and we are ready to get to work again to solve those problems, and we will. Our mission here is to serve you well, to restore the people's faith in this House, in this great and essential institution. Very well spoken, seems to be very even-keeled. You also get the sense that he isn't going to be an attention seeker, and he seems like a no-nonsense type of leader. But what are his core principles? What makes America what it once was? Here's Mike Johnson on his seven values. Listen and watch. 
I call them the seven core principles of American conservatism, but let me concede to you all, I think it's really quintessentially the core principles of our nation. I boil them down to individual freedom, limited government, the rule of law, peace through strength, fiscal responsibility, free markets, and human dignity. Those, those are the foundations that made us the extraordinary nation that we are. And you and I today are the stewards of those principles. The things that have made us the freest, most powerful, most successful nation in the history of the world. The things that have made us truly exceptional. Whether you are a conservative or just somebody that values common sense, I think Americans can get behind these concepts. Individual freedom, the right to choose or not choose a vaccine, limited government, no governmental agency shutting your business down because it was deemed not essential, the rule of law, not the selective application of law based on identity politics, peace through strength, ruling with an iron fist, just like Trump did, fiscal responsibility, not spending like a drunken sailor or a delusionally irresponsible Biden, free markets, especially the marketplace of ideas. Mike Johnson, well said. But if there's one specific thing that Johnson seems to be obsessed with and wants to get right, it's the southern border. Listen and watch this. I call them the seven core principles of American conservatism, but let me concede to you all, I think it's really quintessentially the core pr- I think we have the, uh, that was the repeat of the second one. I think we have one more on the border. Uh, Did we not get that? see here. Hang on. Mm, no. No? Okay. Um, so, you know, with the border, and you could probably guess where he was going with that. He points out all the issues at our southern border and the threats that it has created for this country. So for those not watching on YouTube and some of these videos, uh, Democrat, Democrats not standing up, not clapping for this. So that's fine by me. And I'm sure that, you know, when we talk about the southern border, as Mike Johnson did talk about, you know, it's going to enrage mayors like Eric Adams, who have a city on the verge of catastrophe. But look, the House-led GOP has been a mess since the day they won it back in the 2022 midterms, from McCarthy to Scalise to Emmer. But on the fourth try, they got it right. And they have an adult in the room. His name is Mike Johnson. He's America first. He's an ally of the House Freedom Caucus. His mentor is Jim Jordan. He served as legal defense for Trump during both impeachment trials. He voted against all Ukraine spending after the initial bill. He has an F rating from Republicans for Ukraine, which is a good thing. And it's a guy who called to arrest Nancy Pelosi after she tore up the State of the Union. He seems pretty good in my book, and the House Speaker search is officially in the books. Now, it's time to get to work, and that's The Big Take. The Big Take on Kale & Company. All right, Big Take this morning. If you want to jump in your thoughts and reaction to Mike Johnson, Republican from Louisiana, taking the gavel, you can certainly do so as this charade finally comes to an end. 855-839-1210, the phone number. On Twitter and Instagram, the radio station at 1210WPHT. Or, of course, you can get us on YouTube. Just go to YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHT. Hit the like and subscribe buttons and be a part of the Kale & Company comment community. We'll get thoughts and reactions to that, the tragic mass shooting that we just discussed in the news, and a lot of news with Trump and Biden. As we continue this morning, it's Kale & Company on Talk Radio 1210WPHT. Jump into the NBA action with FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino. It's America's number one sports book. 
I love FanDuel app. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed tonight. <clears throat> Your Philadelphia 76ers at Milwaukee. Looks like the Bucks are favored minus six. Ah, yeah. Give me the Bucks with the money line at minus 244 tonight. Plus, all customers get three months of NBA League Pass, courtesy of FanDuel, when they place a $5 bet on the NBA. So place a $5 bet on it in tonight's game. You have nothing to lose. You get $200 in bonus bets back guaranteed, plus three months of NBA League Pass, all courtesy of FanDuel Sportsbook in partnership with Valley Forge Casino. Go to FanDuel.com slash Greg, FanDuel.com slash Greg. Sign up right now. Tip off the NBA season right. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 1210 WPHT and is the official partner of the NBA. 21 and over. President of PA. New customer offer. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven in seven days. All customer offer. $5 NBA wager required. Limit one pass per customer across both, both offers. Restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See full terms for both offers at FanDuel.com sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. NBA League Pass. Local blackout restrictions apply. This is the Kale and Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. We have so much to discuss this morning. This is going to be a loaded show again with so many good talking points and pieces of content to delve into. And we'll get to this awful, horrific shooting in just a few moments here. But just want to give an opportunity for some thoughts and reaction to Mike Johnson from yesterday. You know, I I thought for the most part, like you think about this, at least from my perspective, this guy was not at the top of my list, to be honest, other than hearing his name mentioned in passing in the past. uh, If Mike Johnson walked into the studio during a break or... We played a clip and nobody told me who it was. I, I, I really wouldn't know much about Mike Johnson other than the fact I've heard the name Mike Johnson with an R in front of his name from Louisiana. You know, I had Jim Jordan one. I had Byron Donalds two. But once you see it come out yesterday that this guy had emerged and then you start just looking at some, some basic facts about him and how he has voted in the past and what his stances are on certain issues, I think all in all this was a, a pretty good hire. And I don't even know that Matt Gates truly had a plan other than just to get rid of and expel Kevin McCarthy from his existence. But at the end of the day, sometimes you can enter a situation without a big plan and still find a way to make yourself look relatively good and successful at the end of the day. And I think after 22, 23 days, Don, I think the GOP actually got it right. Like, this is this is not a swamp creature. This is not a rhino. This is not a Kevin McCarthy 2.0. Um, I, and, and he doesn't look like the, the kind of guy that's going to pull out his phone and start streaming live on Instagram the moment, like, a Jamal Bowman uh, pulls a fire alarm. Like, he doesn't seem like somebody that is hell-bent on growing his brand, so to speak. He seems like a nuts-and-bolts conservative, and I think this is what we really needed. Yeah, if I'm Matt Gates. I'm gonna I'm gonna quietly say you know he's he's the guy I oh, really wanted the whole time. Thank God we got him. We <laughs> you <know>? found the guy. <laughs> you know, but yeah, it's like Goldilocks. Yeah, you know, just right. So I, I you know, you look at all the headlines uh, in the liberal media, well, the so-called labor, uh, you know, mainstream media, CNN and others. Oh, election denier. Right. And I thought, oh, here we go. Right. But I think ultimately he's low key, and you probably need somebody. Who's who's like that? Mm-hmm. Who's not the big, 
so-called star or the attention getter. Yeah. Because you want him to get things done. He seems like a guy that can maybe soften the edges and smooth things over a little bit between the different factions within the GOP, so to speak. And, you know, I love the fact that you brought up how the the main, or I should say the lamestream media (laughs) is talking about, oh, he's one of these election deniers. Like, do we really need to roll the 20-minute montage of every election that Democrats have denied did not turn out the way they have turned out? So, you know, we can play those lame games as well um, because we do have the receipts and we have played those for you in the past. So, but I also think it shows you just still the the kind of sway and in the in the, the swag and the cachet that Trump has and the hold he has over the party because he said, "Look, this guy's going to be a fantastic speaker. Now go get it done and get it done fast." So, why didn't it work with Jim Jordan then? I think Jim Jordan, like I've said in the past, is I like too him, fiery, maybe. But he's got no, that no, 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 sports. I, no, I'm I'm talking. I'm not talking about people not liking Jim oh. Jordan. I'm talking about why did the Trump endorsement of Jim Jordan not help him? If it helped this guy, Ohio State hanging over his head. I know people nah. have kind of dis. I mean, nah. that's. I think it was kinda, more a personality. You thing. think so? I do. Well, I do. Yeah, I think he's got that. You know, that fiery athletic background where he butts heads with people. He's like the old school football coach, so to speak. That maybe doesn't resonate with the young modern athlete. He doesn't know how to take his foot off the gas and coddle and finesse people. Jim Jordan just seems like a bull in a china shop. This guy is. I, I almost want to say, and I don't want to say it in a bad light. He is kind of low energy, but I kind of feel like he's just got a real, like, laid back, chilled demeanor to him. I think to your point, Nick, he's, and I had looked back and, you know, in his Twitter account, and he had back on what was it, Saturday when he entered it, mm-hmm. he had not, he had said that he had not aspired to this. He didn't talk to people about it. They approached him. Mm-hmm. He prayed about it, and he was stepping forward. Now, yeah, I think that's that's the a great kind of energy, a confident kind of low key energy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Your point about energy, right? That you have all these egos and all these personalities, and my goodness, we've seen a little bit too much of some of them mm-hmm. <laughs> over the past few weeks. Yes, so you need somebody who who can be respected as somebody who's a, a legal guy. That's what you know. You were talking about with that. He's known as knowing his stuff. He's very much into the law. He's a policy wonk. Mm, yep. And I think that's good. That's in essence. I mean, in many ways, even though Newt Gingrich, I talk about him as a House Speaker, one of, one of the famous, you know, House Speakers of, of of the Republican era. I think Newt Gingrich was a policy wonk, if you will. Mm-hmm. He's he's was known to talk about the law, to go down into the policy and conservative values and conservative beliefs as yep. far as the constitution i think that's what you have in this you know mike johnson so yeah i agree i, I just, like i like it i'm glad i'm glad, glad it's over i know <laughs> now go do something go investigate somebody you know put somebody Talk on the amongst stand yourselves. yeah and get get to work <laughs> yeah. my goodness 855-839-1210 if you want to jump in so obviously the big story going around the country today probably internationally as well is the manhunt that is underway after a deadly mass shooting in maine last night where residents have been told to shelter in place uh dawn had mentioned at least 22 people killed up to about 60 individuals have been injured uh after this individual rolls into a bowling alley and a bar a second location Opens fire with an AR-15 style rifle last night. Uh, the suspect is listed as Robert Card, a 40-year-old U.S. Army Reserve firearms instructor 
who was sank, uh, sectioned this summer for two weeks with mental health issues. Um, and look, to me, right there it is. You, you can stop right there with the, uh, is it mental health versus gun control? Well, I see AR-15. Why do we got to have AR-15s? He has mental health issues. And by the way, if you have an AR-15 and you have no mental health issues, this does not happen. And I feel like when every time we have a mass shooting, it's mental health versus gun control, Second Amendment rights. You're going to have somebody that doesn't know what AR stands for. It's not assault rifle. It's Armalite. Joe Biden's going to come out and speak eventually, and he's going to talk about how they banned assault weapons in the past. And he'll whisper and he'll say, I'm going to do it again. And we're basically going to look at two different things. One, okay, what is this person's political or social ideologies? Well, if he's a Trump supporter or a MAGA Republican, you'll know about it in nine seconds. And if it's somebody from the trans community, we'll never hear about their motive. And we're going to be told, oh, this is happening way too frequently. We have debunked that on this show, especially in the school setting when there's shootings they're not happening more frequently than they did in columbine in 1996 but look at the common theme here guys uvalde el paso parkland lewiston last night the nashville shooter the fort hood shooter sandy hook virginia tech all of these individuals mentally ill people i believe and i know we all go to our corners and uh, we we we've fight vehemently about why this is happening and how to stop it. I mean, this person was documented and it was chronicled and noted that he had mental health issues and he was in a facility and he was let out and he goes and does what he does and what he did last night. In my opinion, now more than ever, Second Amendment rights matter. I mean, we just gave you the story a month ago with the new uh, the New Mexico governor that tried to, because of the rise in violent crime, she tried to give a 30-day temporary ban to law-abiding, law-abiding citizens that have legally purchased a firearm. She tried to prevent you from keeping and having your firearm on you whenever you want to carry it with you. Like, and imagine if that would have played out last night in New Mexico, in this ban that this this governor, this Democrat governor in New Mexico tried to impose, seems to me like it would have been a great a great time to be you know a proud Second Amendment supporter because if you're with your your family at a bowling alley and this whack job comes in with it with an AR-15 with I believe a scope on it, wouldn't it be nice to have a, a handgun in in your in your in your holster on your hip to protect yourself, your family, and everybody else and the sick part of this, and I know we'll get these details eventually, Don, but they're not releasing the names of the victims. But you did say that there was this was a school or kid function where yeah, the, plenty of little kids. Yeah, the bowling. Like, I don't even want to think about like yeah. you know, <laughs> fifteen of the twenty-two are toddlers or or eight-year-olds or twelve-year-olds. That's going to be just a, a gut-wrenching uh, piece of information if, in fact, that gets released. Yeah, it's it's just so sad. And here's what I would say: I know that. A lot of the media reporting that Maine does not, you know, they're talking about their <clears throat> in the nation that they are a pro Second Amendment state, that they don't, you know, have um, strict laws on permits for firearms, this and that. The truth with this situation, in my humble opinion, is that when somebody ha- suffers mental health issues, and I believe he had, he was a gun instructor. I thought that he had some level of military background or training. Yep. 
And I would just say this. He was an Army Reserve. So I would say this. When you have somebody who is suffering with mental health problems, whether they're military, whether they're not, if they're a firearm owner, an illegal firearm owner, and you know that, why not have something in place whereby you can even ask them to voluntarily turn over you know, mm-hmm. even even to maybe your gun stop or yeah. some, your gun shop or some place where you would tr- just to lock that up, mm-hmm. because in truth, when when we hear about these the numbers of of the tragic gun deaths in our country, uh, at least half are self harm. Yeah. So this guy to me was either going to do it to himself or to somebody else. This in is this the, case, yep. you know, it's a mass shooting. The deadliest attack of the five, we've now had five hundred and sixty five mass shootings. In the United States this year, um, and again, there's. I think I, I want to say, is it three or more is what qualifies uh, as a mass shooting as far as victims go? I, I know there's a number or a threshold that um, the the federal authorities have officially labeled what constitutes, so to speak, a mass shooting. Um, and I I don't know that they're all typically the way you expect them to be labeled as mass mm-hmm. shootings, right? Like you, you figure a certain setting, but I think it's, I want to say it's three or four. I'd have to dig it up on, on some government site. I'm sure it's out there. Yeah, and that's debated whether it's, you know, whether it, it's three or five or six. You think about all the shootings that happen in Philadelphia, but they're not necessarily mass shootings because they're not necessarily by one suspect. Right. I mean, in this one, with a death toll, like you said, as I mean, we have 20 confirmed dead, but the death toll could be as high as 22, as you said, and dozens of others injured. So I, I think nobody's, you know, debating if it's a mass shooting. I simply wish that people would, and, and everybody squirms when we bring up the mental health issue, mm-hmm. and and that that's the issue with all of these to figure out a mechanism in place by which if somebody is a gun owner, um, that they can have a situation where they where they remove that gun from their presence mm-hmm. such that they can't hurt themselves or anybody else. And nobody wants to talk about this. That's the solution yeah. to a lot of these cases, which, by the way, many of them, many others are domestic related. Mm-hmm. If you've got domestic disputes going on, mm-hmm. maybe maybe a firearm is not such a good idea. Yeah. Dr. Frosty Brew on the YouTube chat says you shouldn't have to go bowling with your kids strapped with a piece. You're right. You shouldn't. You shouldn't have to, but it feels like now more than ever with people, and I'm not even implying, and I don't know that, I don't think that the mass shootings are significantly up, but I do think mental health is significantly up. And we can't pick and choose. Again, it's a lot like with the left where where they have a selective application of science. We can't selectively decide when there's mental health issues or not. Right. Like we we sit here in this day and age. Feelings matter more than ever. Right. We don't want to offend anybody. We don't want anybody in their feelings. So there's that that group of society talks about feelings all the time. Yet when you sit there and you try to point out mental health for somebody on TikTok having a trans breakdown. Oh, it's not mental health. I'm, I'm just really in the wrong body. No, you're not. It's a mental health breakdown. Just like with this shooting. This is not a gun issue. This is not a why do you need that type of weapon issue. This is a there's something in your brain. There's some sort of wiring that is gone haywire, so to speak, that arrived, made you arrive at the point that you felt you reached a point in your life where you're going to go into a bowling alley like it's Call of Duty and murder hundreds, uh, almost two dozen 
American citizens. So what's the let me ask you guys this. So what's the solution then for this? Because it does seem to look we've you know, we've debunked that this is, uh, you know, your kids are going to school is the most dangerous time. It's right. just that's all complete and yes. utter BS. Yes. And it's the media that sensationalizes uh, these these things to a degree where where they're like, well, kids are afraid uh, they want they want bulletproof. Backpacks and stuff like that. Yeah, who makes them afraid? Right. Their parents right. and the media. That's correct. That's who makes them afraid because it, it's it's never been a safer time to go to school these days. But with with all that being said, what is the solution here? Because the, nobody's budging on you know mm-hmm. the Second Amendment thing, and then and then you have the the um, the 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 mental health issue. So how do you how do you Take, How do you deal take, with this with, take, with yeah. well, those two issues? Take every red flag that's out there that is an indicator that is screaming well, mental health and get these people well, the help they need. Apparently, I mean, Greg, this guy has been on the police's radar in this area for a long time, according to reports that I saw very early this morning. Correct. Yeah, so you know you know that he's a certified firearms instructor. You know he's a nat- you know, he is US Army Reserve. You know that he he had um Threat recently, according to authorities, they had a record of him making threats to carry out a shooting at a National Guard facility in another part of Maine. Mm-hmm. You've got the mental issues. You've got a guy who was was treated for mental health in a facility and as well saying that he was hearing voices. Yeah, hearing voices and threatened to shoot up the base that he was um, deployed to, or right. whatever the word would be. So... It, how much more do you need to say, you know what, maybe we, we just ought to, maybe we, we just had a, ought to have some kind of a mechanism in, pay, in yeah. place to take any access, even access to firearms away from this individual? So, so, so this so, was a law enforcement failure then? I think, well, that, no, this, see, I, I hate saying it's a failure because I think at the end of the day, well, I mean, no, no, it's I, a failure somewhere because there's a ton no, of people dead. There's a failure, Greg. I, I'm, I'm hesitating because I don't know who. So we know that at the National Guard facility, they're saying that on record he had made threats to carry out a shooting. Was that reported to law enforcement? That's my question. So when you're saying it's a law enforcement failure, also I don't know what the laws are. Right. In other words, you could have had law enforcement uh, that went and wanted to take the firearm away. Right. And so this is why policy matters. This is why laws matter. And quite frankly, Republicans have more credibility on this issue. If you had Democrats coming in saying, oh, mental health, we want to take. I mean, look at what's happening right Mm -hmm. now. There were arguments heard in New Jersey yesterday. Right. Right. So so this is a conversation. But Second Amendment people, supporters like me, Republicans, right, like us, Mm -hmm. when we have this conversation, it comes from a place of credibility. To say, on one hand, we want to make sure that this is a free country, that the Second Amendment, there's a reason it's the Second Amendment, yeah. right? right? Right right there after free speech and freedom right. of religion, etc. So it's important to preserve the Second Amendment, but at the same point, you want to protect people even from themselves. Should, should you lock the guy up for the rest of his life in a mental facility? No. Should you take away his gun forever? You can argue that and try to you know paint the picture of well this is how it would go down and the way you would do it, but the reality is he is a living, breathing, walking human being, and if he wants to get his hands on a gun and he's hell bent on acquiring a firearm, whether legally or illegally, 
he's probably going to end up in possession of that gun. And I think ultimately, at the end of the day, you can only do so much for so many people, right? Like, at the end of the day, if you really want to pull off a tragedy like this, you're going to do it. So we can sit here and, like, at the end of the day, you just, you can't prevent all I, this stuff from happening. I don't I right? don't disagree with you. I'm literally just playing devil's Yo, yeah, advocate yeah. because it's it's way more interesting, in my opinion. No, it um, is. The, the, uh, so, so we've just, we're just going to kind of, our solution is like, hey, you know what? This happens in a free society. We, we have the freedom to do this. So th- these things, you know, they are rare, um, even though the media makes them out not to be. So right, right. we're just kind of saying, hey, you know what? This is, this is kind of, uh, this is kind of uh, just just doing business, right? I, like this is this is the I think price you of doing to, business. You have to exhaust every possible avenue uh, when it comes to getting these people the help that yeah. they need. And you know, like I say, with with prison and stuff, I I think incarceration is far more um, uh, effective than rehabilitation when it comes to committing crimes. But from a mental rehabilitation standpoint, these people. I mean, if you're hearing, I mean, like. He's hearing voices in his head. Well, that's what I'm saying. He's obviously he's, he's obviously, deranged. He's obviously deranged. Right. So that's that's where I like. Where was the breakdown? Was the breakdown if this guy, if if the reports that I read this morning were true, and this guy has been known in the in this area and the police area, the police knew him. Why why was nothing done? Yeah. Or or maybe couldn't have been done well I, I i will say it is frustrating though when you do and you know how i'm, I'm very much pro police and law enforcement but it's frustrating when we find out after the fact that uh law enforcement had so and so on their radar like what, what do you mean on their radar like you if if this guy is deemed to i mean there needs to be follow-ups i mean wellness checks family family matters here as well you know if you know if your uncle your cousin your brother your husband has meant like Obviously, staying up to date with these people and checking in on them and just kind of gauging the temperatures of the water, so to speak, so that maybe you can be the one who prevents this from if happening. You, if somebody is, 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 see, this all goes back to the, I believe, it, in part, it goes back to the famous Supreme Court ruling back during the Reagan era, era where even if you, have, if you had mentally ill people, let's say, who were um, out on the streets, mm-hmm. And so they were in facilities and they were provided for and treated, but they weren't allowed to roam around on the streets and turn into a homeless individual and get help. In this case, nowadays, and this is a huge issue, because I have a girlfriend who, um, it's a long story, but her loved one um, was in a facility then, because it's all voluntary, they can't keep you there. And the family wanted to keep him there and said, this guy's suicidal. He has a firearm. This was actually in California. Ultimately, ended up taking his own life. Yep. So this is an issue not just in you know pro-Second Amendment states. I mean, this is across the country. And so we have to revisit. We have to revisit that 80s law. We have to think about the homelessness. We have to think about situation. They knew this guy was dangerous. They knew he had firearms. They knew he was a... They, in my mind, everything I read tells me that. And what I believe also is that after HIPAA laws, mm-hmm. and we've heard this before, uh, the psychiatrist working with him at the mental health facility where he was treated for two weeks, right. that person didn't know that he's a danger and he's hearing voices and he's going to go back out now because you can't keep him there mm-hmm. and you know he has firearms. Yep. I, I mean, c- come on. So we, I think part of this is people who are saying we did everything we could under the law and that's why these policies matter. I understand 
that these are complicated and and deep policy issues, but we have to go there because you know what? Post pandemic, mm-hmm. the mental health crisis is through the roof. Yes, it is. Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten from the Second Amendment to the First Amendment when it comes to the president, or I should say, the past president, the former president, Donald J. Trump. We'll wrap up hour number one with that story on the other side of Kale and Company. Stay right there. It's Kale and Company on demand. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. October. It means all the action, entertainment, excitement. Pennsylvania's number one casino experience, Parks Casino, P-A-R-X. The hottest entertainment is going to keep you coming back for more. 3,200 state-of-the-art slots, 115 table games, the best sports book on the entire East Coast. And, of course, my friend Joe Conklin's comedy night with New York's best club comedians every other thursday night and the local uh, just the best bands every weekend only at 360 lounge so much fun hey don't miss these top headliners coming soon to the excite center at parks nicole buyer from netflix nailed it thursday november 9th chris isaac friday november 10th howie mandel friday november 17th aaron lewis thursday november 30th michael carbonero friday december 15th Parks, the ultimate destination for all the action, excitement, entertainment, free parking, valet parking, and EV charging stations for everybody. For all things Parks Casino, just visit ParksCasino.com. Parks Casino and Sportsbook, this is how you win. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live here on a Thursday morning. Right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We got a lot of good, a lot of good stuff today. This is going to be just a great show. Uh, we got to talk about what Phil Murphy said when it comes to Halloween in a school district in New Jersey. Very interesting story, and also timing and motive. Timing and motive. What what are we talking about? Well, the timing of the FBI coming out and saying that they have forty confidential sources that have concrete. Um, evidence so to speak about joe biden and oh by the way the timing of it hmm. we saw gavin newsom he's riding around in an electric vehicle shaking hands doing photo ops in china with president xi uh what's that all about we'll get to those stories as we continue this morning uh but yesterday as donald trump was uh in court for his uh fraud case in new york uh he left the courtroom so to speak in a huff after Cohen contradicts testimony in his New York fraud trial, shortly thereafter, uh, the, the, the Donald was fined $10,000 with the judge citing statements that Trump made to the media before the trial began that day. Um, I think this is once again uh, another attempt to silence him with the media uh, and also $10,000. I mean, I know Trump's legal fees are pretty high, but at this point, I'm not sure that $10,000 means a whole heck of a lot to Donald Trump. But I am surprised by this headline uh, from CNBC. Trump election case gag order violates the Constitution. And that's not coming from Nick Kale or Don Stenzel. And that's coming from the ACLU. The American Civil Liberties Union is arguing that the gag order on former President Donald Trump in his federal election interference case violates the U.S. Constitution. The ACLU, a frequent and vocal critic of Donald Trump, by the way, said the restrictions placed on his speech run afoul of the First Amendment. Uh, so you have Anthony Romero, who is the executive director, 
And he released this statement to the media yesterday. Uh, But if we allow his free speech rights to be abridged, we know that other unpopular voices, even ones we agree with, will also be silenced. Quote, as much as we disagreed with Donald Trump's policies, everyone is entitled the same First Amendment protection against gag orders that are too broad and too vague. In their 18-page court filing, they go on to say that any restraint on Trump's speech must be, quote, precisely defined and narrowly tailored. And they are arguing that the judge, Tanya Chutkin, fails to prove that with the latest test that they use on whether it's too too vague, so forth and so on. For example, Chutkin's prohibition on making public statements that, quote, target certain individuals is, quote, unconstitutionally vague. I got to tell you, I mean, I think a lot of Americans are seeing what's going on here with the silencing of Trump. And when the ACLU tells you they don't like the guy, but gosh darn it, his rights are being violated. I think that really stands out. Now, I don't know how many people will see this story, who will pay attention to it, who will react to it. But it's 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 pretty clear as day what's going on here, whether it's Judge Tanya Chutkin or um, what did you call him, uh, Judge? Uh, Don, uh, Edgar- <laughs> and, yeah, and. Well, it's Angoron rhymes with moron. Angamoron. Angamoron. Yes. And and if you look at a lot of these cases, especially the ones that are still to happen, you're going to see, I think, a lot of the copycat stuff here. You're going to see gag orders. You're going to see all these claims that he can't say this or he can't go after that person or he can't go to truth and do this. Um, So I think it's a very, very big thing in in the Trump camp. If you've got a organization that has already publicly said, yeah, we kind of despise you, dude. We don't like your policies. But that being said... You are afforded the rights that everybody else is, and that right is being violated. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that the ACLU came out and said that because it's a no-brainer, and that's why we've we've said for a long time this case in particular, um, you know, everything will get thrown out, I think, one way or the other. But I think that it's important to note the point that Trump, um, you know, left that courtroom and, and why he was upset. It was... It was actually, I think, Michael Cohen, his former personal lawyer, um, was still on the stand, had said under cross-exam he didn't recall. He was asked if Trump directly asked him to inflate any prices, and he said he didn't recall. Trump's attorneys at that point say, Your Honor, you know, we want a verge right now. Your, your star witness, mm-hmm. you know, your star witness is saying he doesn't recall. Right. You know, and so the judge denies that. Mm-hmm. That's the point where Trump just thought, that okay, needed, yeah. that, that's he didn't leave. It's the way that it's being reported in the headlines. You would infer that he left after the the ten thousand dollar fine. It's it's my understanding that he actually got up while Cohen was still on the stand. Oh, and where so the the fine thing had already happened, but it's when yep. his lawyers said, "We want a verdict right now." Your star witness. Yep, yep. Um, has contradicted himself. He's he's lied on the stand, but he just said mm-hmm. that no, he, he Trump never directly told him to do that. So so that you know what I'm saying. That's at the point where he stood up and walked out. Okay, which he's you know he's allowed to do. What if you had I don't know an emergency bathroom break? Right. There's there, there's no <laughs> in other words walking out you you could do. Yeah, but I, to my understanding, that's the point that he walked out. Right. Okay. Because it's like. Think about that. You you know, the, the judge is is finding whether we can debate um, to me, Nick. He, oh, sorry. 
Greg's wrapping me up. Yep. We got to uh, go. All right. 855 <laughs> He looks like an orchestra conductor. 1210, the phone number. <laughs> we'll come back, kick off hour two with the news with Dawn, and then get to the FBI Joe Biden story, as well as Phil Murphy, Kalen Company, Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Start your day with Kalen Company. Weekday mornings, 6 till 10, on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the free Odyssey app.